0: Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that today is Pentecost Sunday? Man, this is one of the most exciting Sunday morning services you will ever experience. Because we remind ourselves that God is still all-powerful. That God is still the one who empowers His church, that is you and I, to get out there and represent His kingdom. Not only in our speech, but in our actions as well. So today embrace yourself today get yourselves ready right there in your lounges and your dining rooms or wherever you might be you got to hold on to your seat today because i'm believing that god's going to empower you he's going to fill you with the holy spirit and that we will never be the same again our neighborhood will never be the same again our family will never be the same again our church will never be the same again fishhook simonstown musenberg all these areas around us will never be the same again as the church is once again empowered by the Holy Spirit Himself. You ready? Come on. I'm going to pray over this Word. We're going to get ready, get our hearts ready, and we're going to, together as a community, we're going to pray, God, more and more of your Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that this isn't just any day on the calendar. This is a day in which, Lord, we, we turn everything over. We, we focus our eyes upon you and we remember the promise that Jesus made. He made this promise. If I go to my Father, it is good that I go to my Father because I will send another comforter and he will be with you forever. I thank you that in the book of Acts, we read that you said, go and wait until you receive power uh, and our lord that power has got a purpose behind it the purpose is the gospel of jesus christ i thank you for those promises that you made i pray that today will be the day we reap from those promises those promises will become a yes and an amen in our lives so come lord jesus fill us to overflowing today through your word we pray in jesus name amen come on i'm ready I'm excited. I hope you got your Bibles ready. I hope you got your iPads ready, your phones ready, whatever it is, because we're going to get into God's Word in a moment. Here's the amazing thing. There was this uh, uh, cricketer, one of my favorite cricketers. His name was Lance Klusener. I don't know if anyone of you out there remembers a man named Lance Kluzer. He was an exceptional batsman. Man, this guy could bowl and bat, but when batting, he was devastating. He could take a bowler and hit 20, 30 runs off one over. He had the ability to do that. I remember watching him play in a, in a particular World Cup, and the commentators used this word to describe the way he was batting. This is what they said. Man, Lance Klusner, he is on fire tonight. He's on fire tonight. You see, when they used that reference of fire, it meant that he was, I mean, as a normal batsman, he was great. But on that particular night, he wasn't just batting in a good way, he was batting batting in an extraordinary way. He was batting to a level that, let me just say, everyone was watching, everyone was watching this guy performing uh, in in a, I would almost say, in a supernatural way. I mean, this guy was smacking bowlers everywhere, so he was batting in an extraordinary way. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know, you and I have ability to live either just a normal life, or we have been given the ability to live an extraordinary life, empowered and filled by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you. I don't want to just be ordinary. I don't want to just be normal. I, want to be, I don't want to just be natural. I want to be supernatural. I want to be above the normal. I want to live a life that is extraordinary. Not so that people can say, Yo, there goes Ryan. No, no. The people would say, There goes a follower of Jesus Christ. What I loved about the, 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 the book of Acts, the early church, they weren't just normal people. They were extraordinary people because wherever they went, there was a stir. Wherever they went, something took place wherever they went darkness began to flee why because they were filled with a supernatural power they had the holy spirit living within them the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead was not just in them but came upon them to do great and mighty works in the name of our lord and savior Jesus Christ come on church it's time for us to once again become supernatural people even in the midst of a lockdown even in the midst when churches cannot gather physically together I want you to know something I believe with all my heart that the church is more alive now than ever before and we can be more on fire than ever before if the Holy Spirit will come and fill us to overflowing are you ready for that I am ready for that let's read some scripture today Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 Jesus uh, uh, John Baptist speaking he said this I indeed baptize you with water to repentance but he who comes after me is mightier than I Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you. Listen to these words. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Come on. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. In the fulfilling of the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly a sound out of heaven as borne along by a rushing of a mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And tongues as of, listen to this word again, tongues of fire appeared to them being distributed and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Ladies and gentlemen, fire has always been a symbol reflecting the presence of God. It also speaks of an interaction between God and man. Uh, And when this interaction takes place, it always, listen to me, go and research the scripture. Whenever God interacts with man and fire is represented, it always brings about a change, a radical change that the person who came into contact with the presence of God could never, ever, ever be the same again there came a change of direction there came a change of lifestyle there came a change of people around them uh, they changed the whole environment whenever man comes into contact with a supernatural powerful God I want you to know something it is impossible for you to ever stay the same one touch from God one interaction with God one visitation in terms of the presence of God I want you to know you can never ever be the same again and I want, to know, want us to know today that that is possible even for us right here on this planet that we're living in right now at this time. One such example I want to use for today is the example of Moses and the burning bush. Do you remember the story? Moses and the burning bush. For, for Moses' first 40 years of his life, um, did you know that he grew up as almost like a son of Pharaoh? In other words, for the first 40 years of his life, he was a somebody. He he was a man of influence. He was a man of power. Uh, Then he tried to save the people of Israel. Now listen to these words. In his own strength. But guess what? He failed miserably. He spent the next 40 years of his life in the wilderness looking after sheep. In other words, first 40 years he was a somebody. The next 40 years he was a nobody. He was nothing. Now let me point something out that is critical for the church to understand. For you and I to understand. We must never get to the point where we think anything we can do in our own strength will please God or have an everlasting effect. Here's the truth of the matter. When the church relies in its own strength, when we rely on our own church programs, and this is what I love about the lockdown period, it's reminded us that we cannot depend on our buildings. We cannot depend on how many people gather together physically. We have to get back to a place where we realize that in our own strength, our own power is nothing in comparison with the Power that God has given us through His Spirit. I believe God is reawakening the church. He's beginning to stir the church to once again realize we can depend upon God. We can put our trust in Him because when we put our trust in Him, He is able to overcome anything in our lives. He has, overcome, has the ability to overturn everything in our lives. There is nothing impossible for God. What God is doing during this lockdown period, especially for us as leadership, we've realized we we have to put our trust in God, our own strength will never get us to a place where God actually wants us to be. This is the reason more now than ever the church actually needs to be filled with the holy with Holy Spirit power. I want to encourage you today let 's call upon God like we 've never called upon him before. We note that after Moses gets into a place of being nothing he has an encounter with God that not only changes his life but listen to this that one encounter with God changes the lives of nations right there where you are in your lounge right there where you are perhaps in your dining room I want to tell you the truth today. If you have an encounter with Holy Spirit, if you have an encounter with God, the creator of the universe, I want you to know something. Not only will your life change, but your family will change. Your business environment will change. Your walk will change. Your, your language will change. Everything about you will change when you have a, a meeting with the almighty God. So the question is, how did Moses experience this fire? How did the early disciples in the book of Acts experience the fire of God falling upon them? How do we experience God's power and fire in this day? I've got a couple of points I'm going to go through quickly. So you got to get your pens and paper out, or you got to record this. I don't know, or go watch it later on YouTube. But it's very important that we catch these points. You ready? I'm going to go through them quickly. Number one, we got to move outside. We got to move outside of our comfort zone. Move outside your comfort zone if you want to be used by. God in a supernatural way it will never happen while you are in your comfort zone ladies and gentlemen too many Christians are caught up in their comfort zones we actually think God needs to work and move in our terms in the way that we want him to move I'm going to tell you the truth God is not uh, your plaything. he's not just someone that you can control God is God he is the creator of the universe there you can never ever dictate to God how he must Move how he must operate. We got to understand something. God is God. Why do you think God has allowed the church to go to this lockdown period? I'm telling you why because he has got us to a place of being uncomfortable. To stop relying on our church customs, we now have to get back to a place where we actually have to rely on God and His power. When you are in a place of being uncomfortable, get yourselves ready for something big to happen in your lives in terms of God moving your life. Exodus 3 verse 2 says this, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burnt with fire, but it was not consumed. But it was not consumed. Let's understand that this experience did not happen in a palace. Whoa. His experience with God didn't happen when he was in his comfort zone in Egypt where all of a sudden he was the man. No, it happened in the midst of a wilderness. It didn't happen in the luxury of his home. It didn't happen when everything was going well in his life. This experience that he had was when he was a Nobody. When he was just looking after uh, the cattle or the the sheep or whatever it was he was looking after. It happened in the wilderness. It happened at the same mountain that he had been walking around for 40 years, ladies and gentlemen. 40 years of nothing happening. All of a sudden God shows up. Maybe there's someone here today, you saying, well, nothing has happened over the last couple of years. Nothing has changed my life over the last couple of years. Be, be aware that in any moment, at any day, at any stage, God could show up and there could be fire experience for you. Just put your trust in God. At Pentecost, let's be reminded that 120 people were crammed in one room. It wasn't comfortable. There was no air conditionings. Uh, there was no a fridge with nice ice cold water there. For 10 days sweating together, 10 days praying together until they came into one accord. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, it is in the moment where you are uncomfortable that God can move and move in power in your lives. God is not going to operate. God's not going to come in your comfort zone. Sometimes we've got to get uncomfortable. Number two, be willing to seek God. Exodus chapter 3 verse 4 says this, And when the Lord Lord saw that he had turned aside, listen, he's speaking about Moses. Now when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And then Moses replied and said, Here I am. Lord, you see, it's not about what you are seeking, it's actually more about whom you are seeking, ladies and gentlemen. Often we look for things. We look for things. There might be good things. We look for healing. We look for provision. We look for all the gifts of the Spirit. But in the meantime, we should actually be looking for one person only. And His name is Jesus Christ. So many people get so caught up in looking for the things. Lord, give me this. Give me that. But here's the reality. We as the church have been called to look To Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. You see, Jesus is our healing. Jesus is our provision. Jesus is the perfect gift. Jesus is our deliverance. If you're needing grace, you've got to understand something. Grace is not a teaching. He is a person and His name is Jesus Christ. Whatever we have need of, it's not, uh, not found in looking for the need. It's looking for the one whom we need and His name is Jesus jesus christ it's not what you're looking for it's who you're looking for you see moses could have seen the bush on fire and thought that's cool and walk away but he didn't he turned aside listen to what the bible says he turned aside to see in other words, he decided in his heart, in his mind, in his action, I'm not going to go that direction anymore. I was walking that direction. Something has caught my attention. Something is different. There's something that is attracting me to go this direction. I turned aside to see. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to turn aside from the things that we're doing and to start seeing what God wants us to see. Are you ready to that? He Changed his vision, he changed his view, and guess what? Moses found God. Those who seek God, the Bible says, will find him. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're wanting to be empowered, you're wanting God to move in a supernatural way, don't look for the gifts, look to the one who gives the gifts. His name is Jesus Christ. Number three, keep God in first place. Mm. Exodus 3 verse 6 says this also he said I am the God of your father the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob and Moses hid his face why because he was afraid to look at God he recognized God he recognized the power and the authority of God the disciples also had an incredible revelation of Jesus what was the revelation you might be asking well they saw The resurrected Jesus. They saw the one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. They saw the one who brought an eternal hope. They saw the one who held the keys of life in His hand. They saw the one who was taken from them into heaven to see to be seated at the right hand of the Father. They had a revelation of who Jesus Christ really was. And da- ladies and gentlemen, today we need to realize that Jesus Christ is Lord, and He needs to be at first place. Matthew six thirty three says it, but. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Once again, look for Jesus. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to speak in other languages. You want to be moved in a supernatural way. We have to find Jesus Christ. Now let me make one of the most important points that one can ever make about the Holy Spirit. You ready? The most important point about the Holy Spirit is that He is God. He's not just some energy. He's not just something that can be controlled. He's not an add-on to your walk with Jesus Christ. Many people miss the infilling of power because we treat Holy Spirit as an it. I want you to know something. It's not some mystical force out there. It's not just an experience we're looking for. No, we're looking for a person. God the Spirit. I want you to know something. If you're going to progress in your walk with God, if we're going to overcome this lockdown experience and come out stronger on the other side, we need Holy Spirit. We need the one whom Jesus said He would send, another comforter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just an add-on. He is Spirit. God is Spirit. We need God back into our lives. Number four, become a doer. This is a very important point, ladies and gentlemen. Become a doer. James 1 verse 22. And we've been speaking about James the last couple of weeks in terms of how to overcome trials, how to overcome hardships. James 1 22 says this, but become doers of the word and not just hearers only because you will be deceiving yourself ladies and gentlemen it's time for the church to stop talking and start walking it's time for us to stop uh, speaking about action and actually become people of action it's time for us to stop teaching faith and actually living by faith come on church it's time for us to become doers of god's word even though moses missed it in the beginning trying to set god's people uh, free in his own strength God knew this about Moses. It was the fact that he was a doer. If he, he wasn't just someone that was going to speak about something. He would actually do it. The disciples in the upper room were actually in the upper room. They were actually there waiting. They heard the word of the Lord when he said, go and wait for power. Guess what? They didn't just hear it. They went and they did it. They were actually waiting in the upper room. Lord, fill me so I can do nothing. That makes no sense. Do you know how many Christians out there, that's their prayer? Lord, I I just want to experience, oh, I just want to experience the tingling, Lord. I just want to experience this, what everyone else is experiencing. I just want to experience it because it looks good. Let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we're never going to experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit when it's about us, when it's about moving to, to impact us, to make us feel good. No, no, God empowers us with the Holy Spirit when we become doers of the word, when we actually take the word as literal, when it says, lay hands. Upon the sick, we will be the people that'll say, Come here, bring me those of the coronavirus. We'll pray for them and they'll be healed in Jesus' name. Can I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen? The reason why there's no power in the church is because we've, we are not doers of God's word. We might be good preachers of the word, we might be good at speaking the word, but we don't live the word. It's time for us as Christians to wake up and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit so we can, we can become doers of the word. There will be times when it seems that the that Holy Spirit-inspired instructions aren't logical to us. And at times, I've got to be honest, they might not be logical, at least to the natural mind. When we need to say, do what He says, when He says, regardless of what He's saying to us. Now, let me, just, let me explain what I just said. That sounds like whoa, well Ryan! It was brilliant. I just lost you there. But there's little, this little thing called common logic. Have you heard of this? Common logic, common sense. You heard that word, that phrase? You see, that word, common logic, common sense, has taken over faith in the church. You see, we are too dependent on common logic and common sense. I want to make a statement here today. I want you to hear it carefully. This is me. This is what I want. And I hopefully you're going to join me on this journey. I don't want, to, I don't want common logic I want the mind of Christ. Which is supernatural logic. You see, common logic, common sense will tell me you cannot walk on water. But let me just say when we have the mind of Christ, when we've got a supernatural sense, a supernatural logic, we know by faith all things are possible with Jesus Christ. Come on, you can't take water and turn it into wine. Well, with God, He can. There is nothing impossible for God. The problem with the modern-day churches, we are trying to become too much of common sense people, common logic people when we're supposed to be supernatural people come on church it's time for us to get back to what god wants us to be exodus 3 verse 5 says this god said do not fear put your shoes off your feet for this place on which you stand is holy ground the only way we can do what he says is to actually know what he is saying Hmm. let me say that again the only way we can do what he says is to actually know what he is saying you see, if you don't have the mind of the Spirit, if we don't have Holy Spirit actually influencing our thinking, there's going to be times God is going to say things we don't know what He's saying. But I believe that when we have the Holy Spirit within us, the Bible says He knows what to pray and how to pray when we don't know what to pray. I also believe at the same time, Holy Spirit can take a portion of Scripture and just expand it to us. Are you ready for that? Right, here we go. Number five, almost finished. Don't question his direction. Exodus chapter 3 verse 10 to 11. And now go and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the sons of Israel out of Egypt? You see, God had to do something with Moses that I believe he's got to do with us here at the church today. God needed to remind Moses it was not about who you are, but it's actually about who he is. Ladies and gentlemen, our identity cannot be in a church name. Our identity cannot be in a denomination. Our identity cannot be in terms of the area in which we live in. Our identity has to be found in Jesus Christ. You see, I don't care where you are in the world, what part of the, uh, what part of, uh, the culture you might fit in, whether you're a northern, uh, northern suburb or southern suburb. Here's the thing. The kingdom of God is the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today, and forevermore. His kingdom, His principles... His word never changes. It doesn't matter what culture we're in. It doesn't matter which part of the country we're in. Here's the fact. God is still God and He's still on the throne and nothing is impossible for Him. we got to understand that we must never question His direction. The disciples, when they were told, go and wait in the upper room, imagine if they said, yes, Lord, we'll wait. But uh, could we wait in our own homes? It's a lot more comfortable in our own homes. though. we've got the fridge here. We can have cold water whenever we want. Oh, Lord, why don't we go and meet at the beachfront? The beachfront sounds so much better than going into this little cramped room. Here's the thing. They could have postponed it. They could have said, look, Lord, this week doesn't work for us. Could we try next week? Because then, you know, everything will be sorted out. No. When God, when Jesus gave direction, isn't it amazing that they immediately went into the upper room and they waited? Is it, isn't it strange for us to know that God started the power with them you see if God gives you a vision he'll also give you the ability and the opportunity to achieve it Jesus gave them a vision he said go and preach the gospel to where to the whole world now ladies and gentlemen he's talking to people that were fishermen he's talking to people that had nothing yet he promised them the whole world and did you know that he was faithful to their promise? Because of their preaching, <clears throat> because of them waiting for power, I want you to know something. Their ministry is still impacting the world today. What God has promised you, I want you to know something. He is able to fulfill it. We must just be people that follow him. Last point for today. Are you ready? Last one. Number six, recognize your power recognize your power See the burning bush experience and the day of Pentecost would have been an absolute waste of time if the people who were filled with power and touched by fire were actually not fired up. Come on ladies and gentlemen, you can have the best worship team, you can have the most fiery sermon, you can understand the truth, you can know the truth, you can even accept the truth, but until the fire actually touches you and you are set on fire, you will always stay the same. Same. Ladies and gentlemen, Moses could have had that burning bush experience and decided, hey, guess what? I'm not going to get out of my comfort zone. Hey, guess what? I'm not going to take the risk. Hey, guess what? Even though I, I've seen how God operates, I'm going to stay in my own place. Let me tell you what, if he did that, the people of, uh, of Israel would still be slaves to Egypt even on this day. I promise you that. Imagine if those disciples in the upper room and all of a sudden there's this wind, there's this fire and our man they're just having this awesome time with God imagine if they decided I'm going to stay in this room I'm not going to leave this room I'm going to stay here and enjoy this blessing all for myself. You see Jesus said they needed to preach the gospel, not stay in a room. They said he actually said go and wait till you get power and then he didn't say wait there He said go here yeah, ladies and gentlemen we got to know something it's time for the church to be on fire again. It's time for us to recognize who God is and what God has done in our lives. So I'm closing off by challenging certain groups of people today. What's the point of having this sermon? What's the point of having that dynamic praise and worship in the beginning? What's the point of of sowing our finances into God's kingdom if we don't act on it? So here's the challenge. Firstly, I want to challenge those that are listening to me today. You have experienced the fire. You have experienced being filled with the Holy Spirit. You have experienced preaching the gospel and you've seen lives change. My challenge to you today, my question for you today, what are you doing now? It's great to have testimonies about what you used to do in God's strength. But can I ask a question? What are you doing now? How are you making an impact for the kingdom of God now? Are you still on fire for Jesus Christ now? Have you been filled with the Spirit of God again now? Because here's the challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, being filled with the Spirit its not just this one-time event. And I want you right there in a moment when we pray, I want you to, if you've been doing nothing now, time to repent. And it's time to once again ask God, Lord, refuel me, refu- refire me. Get, me, get me alive for the kingdom of God again. My second challenge is to those who have never been filled with the Spirit. My question is why not? Why not? You see, God wants to fill you with power. He wants to set you on fire so you can have a huge impact in this world that we live in. Listen to the scripture and I'm going to close. Luke chapter 11, <clears throat> verse 9 to 13. And I know as I read this, someone's going to hear God's word and he's going to touch you today. you ready for this? And I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. To him who knocks, it shall be opened. For what father of you, if your son asks you for bread, you'll give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake for a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? I like every head bowed and every eye closed. Come on. First of all, those that that have experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit, those who have experienced being on fire, Perhaps that fire has gone a little dim. Perhaps there's no more flames, but the coals are still red. Can I ask you, put your life like someone would put a wood on those coals and get on fire again for him. Let's make this time count. For those who have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, right there where you are, in your lounges, in your bedrooms, wherever you might be, or perhaps you want to do this a little bit later when you're in your car or you're alone, but I'm going to ask you, just ask God, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, allow me to experience the fire of God. And right there where you are, maybe singing a worship song, maybe praying out loud, I want you to just speak in other languages, just speak in tongues. It's nothing difficult. Don't think about it. Just speak. Just speak, and God will fill you right there where you are with His Spirit. Are you ready for that? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare on this day where we celebrate Pentecost, We declare as your children, Lord, we are on fire for you. We're going to move for you. I thank you, Lord, that we're going to be people that are not just hearers of the word, but we're going to be doers of the word. We're going to get out there and cause a change. We're going to cause, Lord, a move of God like never before. Start with us, Lord. Empower us. Fire us up, Lord Jesus, so we can move in power. We honor you and we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being part of the service. I pray for the rest of this week that lies ahead that you would seek Jesus Christ because when you seek Him, the Bible says you will find Him. Also on another note, very important note, um, on Friday, this Friday, we're wanting to put together, uh, start putting together for the following week some testimonies. Uh, we've been hearing some great things of what God, is, what God has been doing in, in, during this uh, lockdown for a lot of people. People have been finding jobs, People are being blessed financially. People being healed. I need to hear your testimony. So what we're going to do is during the week, we're going to send a WhatsApp out to all our partners. We're going to give you Jason's number. Please don't abuse that number. But if you can WhatsApp a short testimony to him, um, we also have this uh, this uh, app called WeTransfer. Jason will explain how to do that. You can record your own testimony, send it to him. Uh, he'll polish it up. And then what we want to do is start encouraging each other with the word of our testimony. So if you can help us with that that'll be awesome ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for being with us this morning it has been a privilege to gather together and we will definitely see you next week blessings from us amen